Hey friends, welcome to Find Your Summit Podcast, where we talk with ordinary people doing extraordinary things. I'm Brian. I'm one of your hosts. And I'm Leah. I'm the other host. And I'm Dora, and I'll be chiming in every once in a while. <laughs> As you do best. <laughs> Episode one of a uh, hundred. A hundred? Yeah. Is that our goal? Yeah, it's our intent. Well, we just established that right now. <laughs> okay, that's right. Which is, how, which is how this podcast came to be in general. Yes, that's very true. So we, every week, are going to come here to our podcast studio at an undisclosed location in Charlotte, <laughs> um, which is actually moving in a week, <laughs> to um, share with y'all what we're thinking, what we're talking about, what Summit's Coffee is up to. And um, we are employees of Summit Coffee, and um, we're going to have interview guests every so often, and sometimes Leah and I are just going to talk. Banter. Yeah. <laughs> why, why are we here, Leah? Uh, again, because you told me that we have a meeting at 10 a.m. <laughs> um, it was on my schedule. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that it's just an extension of what Summit Coffee already is, which is about bringing people together. Um, and it's an opportunity to share stories, which is something that people enjoy doing at Summit Coffee. Yeah, and I, I think we did a storytelling class together, the three of us, a few months ago. And the thing we kept coming back to is the importance of telling stories just like frequently in, in different forms. And we realized that podcasting was a gap for us, but we have so many stories to tell. And it's hard to sometimes sit down and put together an entire well-crafted story. But uh, I think some of our best stories will probably come up authentically and, um, you know, in passing during these conversations. And so hopefully people find what we have to say insightful and fun and make them happy. And that's all we're going for. Yes, indeed. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's winter outside and I'm just going to say that um, it's the worst. And I know okay. we disagree about this. So this is a good first like point yeah. counterpoint for us. But. I, because this is, this first episode is going to be launching in February and I have to say something about February. Great. So for those who don't know, I enjoy winter. Like I'm a winter who, person. Who would know that? For those everybody, who don't know. I know that. Everybody well, knows that. If you work at Summit Coffee or if you have ever been there. It's the vibe you get and from, from Leah. I just have wintry vibes apparently. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? I think it's like. Other my, than that you like to wear sweaters. That's mm. it. That is. <laughs> it's actually like. It's like sweaters and boots. And just. I don't know. I'm very fair skinned. So obviously I don't You're like a fluffy dog. <laughs> but it's like, but it's cold. It's dark. Yeah. People are inside. I, it's gray. Yeah. Okay. What is the point? <laughs> like, where's the negative in that? But here's the thing. So like, yes, I enjoy winter so much. It's, it's a time to get cozy. It's a time to like, you know, just enjoy the little things in life and like read a book and, like, if you have a fireplace, I don't. But, like, if you do. I do. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because you must love the winter. <laughs> then, yeah, it's great. Roast some marshmallows, make some s'mores. <laughs> but. You can eat s'mores, counterpoint. You can eat s'mores any time of the year. True. But I'm just saying, like, as a child. Okay, okay. One okay. of the memories I had is, like, roasting marshmallows at the fireplace. So, like. Okay, okay. Anyways, gosh, Dora. I just love s'mores. I mean, same. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I think you have to be in the minority, though. Uh, no, I don't think I am. I, you must be. I'm not. I promise you. Someone is going to listen to people. There are a lot of people who don't like sweating. People, 
Thank you. And so I, I think hate, I, I am what not. What are you guys talking about? Here's the thing. I know that there are people that exist that feel that way. Here's the thing. I don't mind summer or spring or anything like that. But because we live in a climate where the minute you step outside of your house, you're sweating. No, who wants that? Who wants that other than you, Brian? <laughs> Tell me that. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know, but I would love to step outside and just like feel yeah, like, that that's fine. So nice right now. But let me talk about February. Okay, okay. Sorry. February. <laughs> February is the time where I'm like, okay, I've had winter now. Like it's not going to snow clearly, and I can't. You know, I don't have a fireplace to roast my marshmallows. Right. Um, and it's just an awkward time because it's like I'm expecting spring to, to come soon, but it's not, and so it's like that weird in between of being like. It's it's winter still, but like spring is coming. I don't know how to explain it. Like spring is coming, Purgatory. so it's like I love. Are you worried about spring coming? Or are you happy? For terrified? Spring? No, <laughs> no, I'm excited because like it's <laughs> it's also a time of like purging things. You know, like I love like a good deep clean. So just like yeah, spring cleaning. Right, cleaning. where you can open the doors because it's warm outside. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why does February have 28 days? It makes no sense. Sometimes to me. it has 29. Right. <laughs> like January and March both have 31. Why didn't they just go 30, 30, 30, January, February, March and just. I mean, I, I, it probably, you know, this is a, this is a question for Google. Okay. Maybe that's what your job <laughs> should be on this podcast door is be here to Google. Like, I do constantly. Now that we have the Wi Fi, we have the Wi Fi podcast. February have. Wi-Fi. <laughs> I mean, password. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the password where we are is. Um, what is your most recent Google search door? Oh, that's a good oh, one. Gosh. I Let's know. Well, see. Dora has a fascinating Google search history. Well, let me go. Let me check. Uh, wait, how do you? It's showing me like ev- the world's Google searches. I don't want the world's. I just want mine. It's called your history. I know, but anyway, I just don't understand why February. I mean, the, my most recent Google search was the popularity of the first name Bryant, <laughs> which, according to Lee and Dora, isn't a real name, but according to Google, it is. <laughs> It is. In the mid-80s, it was in the top 200 of popularity. Again, I think... Sorry, you guys were not born in the mid-80s. I heard it was a great time. <laughs> we, we had some fun years in those mid-80s. You know, my husband says the same thing. He's like, oh my gosh, the 80s were so great. I'm like, you were born in 89. <laughs> you don't remember that. Um, no, but... Uh, I have a search that's, uh, where do winter birds go at night? Like the where, where do the birds like that are flying? That was your most recent Google sky. search. No, because I can't find my read someone, but this is apparently open in Google. Is like where do they go at night? Like the ones birds? that are just flying. No, because they're they're like transient. So I'll they're be somewhere to be sad because it's winter. No, listen. So they're flying south <laughs> for the winter. <laughs> no, the birds are flying south for the winter, but like they aren't. You can't like if you're on like a long trip, you could sleep in your car, or you stop at a hotel, but like birds can't do that. So where do they sleep? In Water. random trees. Nope. Some do. Geese sleep in water. Right. But that's not the rest of the winter birds. They like, they go in trees together. So those I mean, are, that like, makes sense. bird hotels. But I just wanted to know because like, I don't know how, how Where long else they do you fly. think they would go? No, but like, how do they just like fly nonstop? Like, when do they? They're not Delta. They're animals. <laughs> what I'm just saying is like, what is their capacity? And then like, when do, when are they like, there are so many of them. So when Did are you they figure like, out? when are we going to stop? Like, Did you figure out how long tired? they fly for? No. But it's like, when, but like, think about it. I'm going to need more information, if please. If they're just flying, they go so far. And then you're like, 
how do they decide when they get tired and they need to stop? I mean, don't, uh, I just like, I have a lot of questions for birds and I (laughs) like, nobody has the right, nobody has the answer I'm looking for. I'm sure someone does. I think I'm. if you're listening to to this and you have the answer, please leave a comment. Birds are really cool. I just don't podcast at summercoffee.com. Yes. Yeah, if you know about um, if you know about birds, the Dora birds will love that to fly talk to you south for the winter, especially. Like, where do they live? Like, do they have two houses? They're not people. They no, don't. But like, if you think of like, like, Dora, you're very close to getting muted on this podcast. <laughs> you're on a tangent. Yeah, you right now. asked me about my Google search. Right. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yes. All right. So, guys, I digress. A year ago, today, the three of us were in Denver. It was the first time you and I had ever worked together, Leah. We were. Oh um, yes. in Denver, Colorado, and we were the coffee sponsor of the outdoor retailer show. Um, in the Denver convention center, I believe. And we had no idea what we were doing. And, uh, it's simultaneously hard to believe it's been that long and also, um, feels like forever ago. That's mm-hmm. what I was going to say. I have mixed feelings about like time. Oh gosh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> More how, feelings about time. How, no. how long do we have? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, what is time? Um, but doesn't it, do you guys feel that it, like, in some ways it feels like it was really recently that we were, you know, on the floor in Denver serving coffee to people, but also that it feels like three worlds ago? To be honest, I, it's, I, it's going to be sad that I say this. I kind of forget that world. Like, I, I, I kind of, like forget what it's like to be around a lot of people. Yeah. And we're in week like 44 of the pandemic in North Carolina. Now, granted, I don't like crowds anyway, <laughs> so yeah. that's fine. That's the wrong place for you. Though. But at the same time, it's like, it's the energy though that I'm, that I miss. Like, yeah, like yeah. that rush of like day one, we thought we were going to open at like nine. We were setting up and dialing in and there were like, there were like 50 people in line before we were supposed to open. Well, we're like, yeah, I guess we're open all now. Of the, like, all of great. the other vendors that were there, I mean, those obviously were yeah. our, you know, loyal people. Yeah, it was a they needed, for us. We're like, oh, that's They needed fuel more than anyone else who was visiting. <laughs> like, holy crap. Think about how much the world has changed. Our summit world has changed in 12 months. Totally. Like, we were releasing instant yeah. coffee and... We had three cafes open and yeah, now we have, we have five, ca- we were in month 11 of a pandemic and we just opened our fifth cafe and we're opening our sixth another month. And yeah, that's so wild. I know, but it's like, we were just sitting in the Charlotte cafe and, um, it's fascinating the cafe experience and how much that's changed because we leaned mm-hmm. into opening more cafes cause we think we mm-hmm. do it really well, but it's so different now. It is really different. Like the energy is like, mm-hmm. you, you know, we talk a lot about creating good energy in spaces and that's sort of one of our differentiators. And I, it's so mm-hmm. hard to create good energy without customers. It's like, yeah, it yeah. puts so much of a burden on the staff to deliver. Yeah. Well, the- yeah. I mean, I remember as a barista working in the beginning. Back in those days. Back in, back in the days. Wasn't that, <laughs> it wasn't that long. Three weeks ago. Weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, but went like in the beginning of the pandemic and just, oh man, I just remember like our regular, like our regular customers coming in and state pretty much stating like the elephant in the room being like, this place was packed and now it's so, it's so weird, quiet. And, but I think that's kind of, and I've said this before, um, it, 
created like a space of being like, we're not alone in experiencing mm-hmm. this. And so when customers would come in and it would be like that awkward silence, we would just be like, yeah, we're aware it's weird and it's different. But I mean, it's just, yeah, a different world. And we were all trying to navigate navigate through it together. I mean, we've, we had days in April um, where we had 21 people come through our cafe in one day. That's it. Mm-hmm. 21 people is so few. That's, I, I feel like it was less in Asheville. No, that was the lowest day in Asheville. It was 21 really? people. I mean, mm-hmm. it's three people an hour, which is like That's one insane. person every 20 minutes is. And the thing is they wouldn't even come through the cafe. Yeah. Sometimes they would just order on the app and just write a little note on the cup and be like, and literally look through the window and be like, Hi. But you, you're, I mean, we're in the, we're in the more than the, being in the business of serving coffee. We're in the business of making people happy and providing mm-hmm. these memorable experiences and this feeling of connectivity and giving people good energy. And it's part of the reason we're doing this podcast, but like how much harder is that now than it was 12 months ago? I mean, like Colorado, we popped up in a room with 40,000 people who didn't know who we were and just like mm-hmm. fed off the energy and it was yeah. adrenaline and it was like, and that's gone. Avocado hour. Oh my gosh. Right. Amazing. Right. But we were just like, we, had, you could access that so easily from so many different directions and now it's just, it's gone. Yeah. Makes me sad. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I, I'm optimistic that, you know, we've found new ways to provide opportunities for customers to, get the same energy, whether it's through our podcasts or through various other things we've done. And obviously the drive through we've talked about a lot. Um, but it, it is, um, you know, it feels like we're working so much harder to sort of stand still. It's like, yeah. Um, and I, I don't mean to send this in like a sad place, but it is, uh, it's a different world that we live in. And I think, um, but it's been a good opportunity to ask that question, which is like, why do we do what we do? And I think mm-hmm. again, if it's, if we were in the business of serving coffee, we would have closed yeah. 10 months ago. Right. And I think that's like the thing I can keep coming back to is that our purpose is bigger than, than coffee and mm-hmm. um, like that there is value in the three of us sitting in a podcast studio in Charlotte just talking because it makes us feel connected and mm-hmm. happy. And hopefully mm-hmm. if, you know, even if there's 11 people to listen to this, that they get some sort of positive energy out of that too. And, yeah. you know, yeah. for the fewer people that can come into our cafes, providing them more experiences to get that is, I think, yeah. ultimately what is sort of our responsibility. Yeah. I mean, it's part of being, like, being part of a community, you know. Yeah. It's just yeah. trying to get through the new reality that we're living in yeah, together. It's like people always want to, like, people always, we have the same basic needs. Like, Mm-hmm. people are pretty similar across the board. People like want to feel safe and loved and connected and, you know, regardless of sort of where they are. And that was true before COVID, but now it's like so much harder to find those things. Like any mm-hmm. space where you can like walk in and feel warm and welcome and cared for is like, I mean, like when I was working at home and especially in the beginning, cause I hate it. Um, <laughs> like being alone <laughs> and like not being around other people. Cause I'm like extreme extrovert, but also just like, I love people. Um, I guess that's the whole point of being an extrovert. Um, that is the point. All right. Well, as an introvert, I would go and like, (laughs) I would go visit like summit like 12 times a day because I needed Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. like to see other people. Oh, we had customers coming in that were like, I just needed to get out of the yeah. house. And like, this was the place to, yeah. to go. It was like, here's the only place I can go. Yeah. We, I'm going to do that. We'd yeah. walk our kids to Summit every day. And when Dora wasn't there, they'd be like, where's Dora? Yeah. And like Dora's never working behind the bar. We had, well, like, we had the drive through and I drive to, and I would go there and just like stand there and talk to them for like an hour and like, mm-hmm. I go hang out with them and then I'm going to go back home because mm-hmm. that'll come right back. Yeah. Like, but the drive through, I was explaining this to somebody yesterday. And for those of you who weren't, don't live in Davidson and weren't privy to it, it was, we basically took a vacant 80 square foot bank teller position and we didn't actually even use the building. Like we brewed coffee off site and we, used the driveway to serve customers and it was like wait so you didn't brew co- oh, okay that no, makes we did sense nothing. we did nothing except for stand in front of this building and oh, like, okay that and, makes yeah and and yet we had 90 cars lined up and i think all it was again is to go back to it, it's like this feeling of mm-hmm. connectivity and wanting to create something that people mm-hmm. want to be a part of or, or really it was wanting to give people something to look forward to that's yeah yeah ultimately our decision was like we need to provide some sort of optimism in people's lives. Yeah. It's like, because, like a nice news story. Like, right, because because the like, pandemic took that away. Like every you can't, Instagram post was like, so-and-so is closing. Yeah, so-and-so is closing. Like so-and-so every, laid off its entire Every time staff. I would like, would go on Instagram or, or just talking to someone, it was always like the sad news of another business that wasn't able to survive. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was so scary because I'm like, what, what is this world mm-hmm. like we're living in? And yeah. You almost had, we almost like, created our own good news. Like yeah. we did yeah. it for ourselves and, but obviously we did it for our customers. I know working at home was hard, Dora, what, but both of you, what was, what's your favorite new, um, habit or hobby that you've <laughs> built during the pandemic? Oh, wow. Like everyone's had to, obviously everyone's spent more time at home and gone yeah. out less, but what things have you picked up that you didn't do before? <laughs> you know, this is really funny that, uh, you asked me this because, um, my husband and I were uh, FaceTiming with our friends in Oregon last night, and they're like, they're still on a complete shutdown yeah. right now. And my friend was showing me her plant um, area, and <laughs> I was really jealous because that is one of the things that I attempted during uh, quarantine. And I just learned that I just don't have a green thumb and I'm very disappointed. <laughs> well, I am because like, I meant you this know, to be an optimistic conversation. Uh, I know, but okay. But that's the aspiration is to become a better. Yeah. Plant so person. now I know what plants I can handle and what plants I can't because I'm tired of my husband walking around that's and being dirty. like, why is this plant dead? <laughs> <laughs> and me being like, I didn't want to run. Joe was supposed to be that way. That's how it came. You know, but, um, anyways, so my, it's, it's to be a better plant mom. Oh. <laughs> the question was, what did you pick? What happened? Did you pick up that you like? Oh. <laughs> not like, not like, what do you want to like, do in the next month? This isn't like New Year's resolutions. Okay. Well, I don't know. That's That's a good, let me have a more think about it because I don't think that <laughs> there was one that I picked up. Um, I like a person who like tries to do lots of different things all the time. So like I, I go through like phases of different things. The biggest thing for me I got a dog, which the, like Bo. You became the, a dog person. I became. I really became a dog person. Like I'm obsessed with Bo. He's my favorite. I was gonna say person. He's yeah, he's not, not a person. A person. But, uh, I, I mean, he's Bo. the height of a person. You know, he's <laughs> super tall. I love him. Um, but and so Bo has been great, and that was super helpful, especially to like 
forced me to get well, outside, and, and I the was like, ten million sad. other Americans that got Let's dogs. Say, I'm dog. all in on it. Dogs are the best. Everyone should have a dog. Um, so, <laughs> well, okay, okay, okay. But I just dogs are dogs are really great. Well, it makes me so happy. Um, and I think that's a that's a huge one. Um, forced me to like spend a lot more time outside when I was having a hard time. Like I was just like inside, and I was like, I hate this. Um, I was like, I gotta go take bone walk. But I also started baking a lot. Um, I like went through a phase of like, I'm like, I built a desk. I like started making candles. I mean, I do lots of like random so, things to keep me busy, but bow and baking are probably the So side note, Dora started at Summit in 2015 as a baker, yep. um, as a college student. And I actually thought Dora was fake because yeah. one of our employees told me that they hired Dora and my daughter who was two at the time was very into Dora the Explorer. And so I like played along with the joke being like, oh, we hired Dora to do our baking. <laughs> and then one day I walked into the kitchen and here was this uh, woman and I was like, hi, what's your name? She's like, I'm Dora. And I was like, wow, you're real. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm, and now, was and, like, and now you run our brand CEO. development. <laughs> wow. Our company didn't know I was a real person. I thought it was, I thought it was a joke for like six But I days. also, to be fair, when you bake, especially like back then, because we didn't do as much volume as we do now, I would bake like alone from 5 to 7.30 a.m. No one would be around. Like, it was just me alone. All in the of a sudden, pastries would just show listening up. Listening <laughs> to like Motown greatest hits on full volume in the kitchen by myself, like every single morning. The stories that our bakers could tell, probably just hours and hours alone in the outpost kitchen. I re- I actually just listened to the same soundtracks over and over. Um, got worried about getting stuck in the walk-in, right, or like somebody like I was. I was really worried fear. that I would like get in the walk-in and walk out and someone would be there. One of there. the best things about the walk-in is there's a note on the wall that's like, do not panic. You are <laughs> like, not locked in. trusts it. So it's like, it's this amazing thing because it's like every single person feels that way. Like, it's a, it's a, 99% of people yeah. feel that way. Because Everyone you've seen Ryan, so many movies where they're trapped in there and you're like, oh what movies gosh. are people trapped in walk-ins? Maybe that's just dreams. I don't know. I, I, but I scary agree. Movies. I don't watch scary <laughs> movies. I hate being afraid. Me too. I, I still, for the life of me, do not understand why someone would watch a scary movie. Oh my gosh. But why, like, why would you choose to feel afraid? The adrenaline. No, it's like. And also, also for me to like. likes to be afraid? To prepare myself in case if anything like that were to happen. Like, if I were to see a ghost, I would know exactly what to do. Right, but like, would you be afraid if you saw a ghost? No. Right. It's and like, that's, that's why. Because. Like, I feel like scary movies are like everything you're not supposed to do. It's like, exactly. It's like, oh, you're afraid? Let's run to the basement and lock it's ourselves in It's a tutorial of what not to do. Right. Let's run <laughs> far away. Never go into I picked up puzzles as a big, not like cross, I mean, not like, uh, what are those things called? Jigsaw puzzles. Jigsaw, not jigsaw puzzles. I actually dislike jigsaw puzzles. Um, but crossword puzzles and math puzzles are like my math? real. Yeah, there's this thing called Ken Ken. Um, it's like Sudoku, but you also have to solve equations to get all the numbers. Wow. I used to, fun fact about me, I used to, um, I had a 10 real SATs practice book that I used to like sometimes just like take the math part of the SAT like five or six years ago just to see how I would do. Nerd. <laughs> yeah. Is that weird? I mean... I mean, it's just, it's just strengthening your... So, like, I'm someone who, for the last five years, one of my New Year's resolutions has been to get better at mental math, and it's uh, five years, and it's still happening because I'm not better at mental math, so uh, that's a really foreign concept to me, but I respect it. I just... Yes. I don't... I'm not quite there. Do you have any other New Year's resolutions this year other than to get better at mental math? No, because I feel like I'm just generally always just trying to get better. (laughs) Wow. 
Well, so like I, if I have specific things, summit. I'm just like, I'm just going <laughs> to do things that make me happy and like. Just generally always trying to get better. Wow. Like that's be, a, yeah. Mine's to be more mindful. Well, that's nice. Do you have a word of the year? Mindful. Well, appropriate. For your, for well, I, so I like chose gratitude as because I was like, oh, I like gratitude and I do. But I also every week I'm like, oh, this other word could work for it, too. So I just I think just flexibility like, generally like in the pursuit of like growth and getting better. I don't like, you don't, I don't like to, you don't like to be boxed in. Yes. I hate being typecast boxed in, so. or. Yeah. So like I I like a lot of different ideas and I think just like trying to be a better person every day feels like that's a very big goal anyway so that is a very big goal so doing that yeah i mean my word of the year is humility so it's a fairly similar pursuit mm-hmm. i think that uh recognizing yourself in a in a bigger world is an important thing for people to do probably especially in a covid world we're sitting here in a podcast studio and our companies generally thrived and both of you have gotten promotions in the last 12 months and like crazy compared to most you know people in the world who's lives have sort of been trashed by COVID. We've all hung in there pretty well. I mean, obviously we have our mm-hmm. adversity, you know, yeah. Yeah. working from home is uh, a challenge, but we also all have jobs. And yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a, I think like for me, I, I mean, cause then last year there, I just had like a lot of loss and hardship and you know, whatever else in the world. And like, I feel like super grateful for summit, but I think mostly just cause I have like great people. And so there can be these really hard things, but leaning on those people is like, I don't know. It just made me be a lot more conscious of that. Cause I think that's something that's always been super important to me. But I think in, with COVID, with loss, with everything else in the world, it, like heavy things happening and serious mm-hmm. things happening, like mm-hmm. really important things happening. Like if we didn't have these people, I don't know what I would have done. And what I are, think that's probably the case for a lot of people. Yeah. What are, um, what do you think some of the biggest, misperceptions about summit are from a customer is like what do we care a lot about that maybe we haven't done a good job letting our customers know or like what would surprise our customers to know like do you think it's i mean to me it's sort of how much we at the core of what we do just care about making people happy i think that it's hard in the service industry to boil it down to that especially in coffee where it's oftentimes super transactional and we have Saturday mornings where we serve yeah. 500 people and it's like, uh, but at the end of the day, and I think that's one of the silver linings of COVID is like, it's forced us to both acknowledge that and lean into that, but that mm-hmm. we really do. Like we obviously want to serve great coffee, but we use that more as a vehicle to make people's lives better. Like in small ways, we're also not trying to change the world by serving cups of coffee. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the conversations that the coffee bring. Like, yeah, it's almost like when you come to our cafe, um, you get to talk to your local barista about what they did over the weekend or, you know, catch up on a conversation you had from the previous mm-hmm. week. And you also get your morning coffee. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's the. I think there's so many organic conversations that happen in the cafe environment too between Mm -hmm. other customers. And that was one of the great things about our Davidson store for the last 22 years. It's just been, you know, it's like the neighborhood barbershop or like the Mm -hmm. cheers. It's where people bump into each other and conversations happen and ideas happen. Businesses start and like there's dozens of relationships and marriages that have started there. And I think that that is something that when you 
can't have normal customer interaction, that that is like something that our society and like, you know, I talk about our society in like a small pocket, but like our community of Davidson, I think that's really missing. Yeah. Like, and I hopefully by the time it gets warm again, we can yeah bring people together again. Cause I think it's, mm-hmm. um, I think what you're finding out in this awful, awful winter in <laughs> January, <laughs> it's just like people are, I think COVID it was like early on, it was like people you know, batting down mm-hmm. the hatches and everyone was in it together sort of for right. the most part. And then it was warm for six months. And so people could be outside and felt safe outside and people were still socializing. There was sunshine and long days. And then it was the holidays, which people always get energized for. But I think like there's like a hangover right now in January mm-hmm. and February. It's like, yeah, the heck is this going to be over? Well, that's why I said February is like that month <laughs> where it's like, yeah, okay. Like we've had winter now. Do you think that's why there's only 28 days? Is because February yeah, is so bad that people awful, are like, let's, okay, let's go to March. It's an, yeah, it's an awful <laughs> month. It'd be amazing if that was a justification <laughs> for that. If like a long time ago, like, you know what sucks? February. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's make it pay. A specific time. <laughs> let's make it <laughs> a shorter month. <laughs> oh man. Um, so going forward on this podcast, I mean, what, what are you hoping to get out of it for either yourself for our listeners what are you excited about why does i mean i'm excited for um interviewing like i said in the beginning ordinary people that have done extraordinary things like i think there's a lot of inspiration behind people's personal stories and um things that they've overcome whether it's like in their like personal life or like career or um, yeah, anything like that sort. Yeah, let's break that down for a minute because I think ultimately the genesis of this podcast for us was that we wanted to do more storytelling and felt like the most authentic and raw and vulnerable stories came from mm-hmm. real people, real characters. Like when we talked about our favorite books or our favorite songs or our favorite art, there's always like inherent flaws or n- even normalities mm-hmm. to characters and people find something they can relate to. And it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I am similar to this character and that blank. And so, you know, there are obviously a ton of awesome podcasts that interview a ton of remarkable people. Mm -hmm. And I think um, we didn't want to create a podcast that was just that. I think we in our circles and, you know, in circles extending from those circles probably know a ton of remarkable stories from people that otherwise our guests would never have any idea about. And I think Mm -hmm. um, it's not too like have a cool conversation with someone famous, which is obviously cool, but it's, it's more to share stories that Mm -hmm. again, going back to what we said at the beginning, either make you laugh, inspire you, motivate you, make you feel some sort of connectivity to somebody or something. And I think ultimately that's um, what we're hoping to get out of this thing. Mm -hmm. We'll have all sorts of guests. I think some people will be funny, although it's hard to like tell someone to be funny. Like, hey, you're our- well, it's like you got to get somebody who's like naturally funny, like me, and then you <laughs> <laughs> see that was so you both laughed. That's, uh, uh, that's Edit whole, that out. That was the whole. That was the whole Cut point thought. of that. You did it. Way to go. Thank you. Uh, no, but I, I mean, I think people are generally remarkable, and so like, I love the idea of just highlighting that because like that's like the people who come in our cafes every day, or like they're just like so many cool people in the world, and. We just know so few of them. Um, we just like want to know everybody. One of the questions, and we'll we'll wrap this episode up. And ordinarily, probably what we'll do, just so you guys know, is we'll have we'll have a guest. Um, you know, maybe half the time, but um, we're gonna take it week by week. But I, one of the questions I want to ask all of our guests are to share three things that are in their bags at the moment. And so I'm gonna put you guys on the spot. 
Okay. And I'm I want to know, I want to know three things that are in your bag right now. Right. You can choose. Cause obviously you probably have more than three things. So you don't need to be right. totally, but I'm, I think it's a fascinating I mean, insight into people. I mean, I think it, it's pretty simple. Uh, my wallet, uh, my laptop, And then the, you gotta give me something more interesting the, than that. The book that we're reading for a book club. This is marketing. Yeah, tell me about book club. Um, book club is. Well, don't tell me. I, mean, I know about. Book I was club. just saying, you're, you're <laughs> book club. You started. It. Um, yeah, essentially, this book club that um, some of our members of like the operational team is reading. This is marketing, essentially, to gain inspiration of new ideas for in cafe. Um, experience for our customers. Dora, what's in your bag? All right. So I have uh, this, um, these like sticky notes that have days of the week on them that I bought and was really excited about. Um, and I've never opened, but I carry it around with me every day just in case. Um, I have another mask that says you, David, on it because I love that, and yeah. I want it. It's so great. <laughs> uh, and then I have a yo-yo um, that Leah gave me because, like, you got it for free oh, from somebody. yes. When we were walking around Noda, yeah. like, announcing our cafe, right. someone gave us a yo-yo, and I gave it to you, and that's um, the picture. Yeah, but I have it with me in my backpack, so I, I mean, I, like, randomly will just, I'm not very good at it, but I have a yo-yo with me probably at all times. It's like a, it's like a fidget spinner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I always have to have like something. Right, you seem like I'm the silly target demographic for a fidget spinner. <laughs> They're just like you should get a fidget spinner. To everyday sponsor objects, this. though, I like are better. Like, I'd rather play with silly putty or a yo-yo than like a fidget spinner. Do you love the Target dollar section? Yes. Um. Does <laughs> <laughs> okay. somebody not? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes it. Sometimes there are like the sections of the dollar section that are better because, like, if you go in. Like the deep dollar section, that's like where the good stuff is. The stuff that you see on the outside is like that's like Christmas decorations or like. Well, they're not a dollar, right? I know they're like a couple. So of when dollars. you get to the stuff that's actually a dollar, that's when you get to the good stuff. <laughs> I love, I love that stuff. It's the section of like we don't know where else to put this stuff in our store. So that's let's... exactly what it is. When it's like the Doras of the world would go in and buy <laughs> all of it, and like because I love to buying stuff that's like a dollar and giving it to people is. One of my favorite things. I mean, like, Target's whole business model is based on impulse buying. It's like you go in there to buy. Absolutely. It's the old grocery store model. Like you put milk in the back corner of the store because you have to everyone buys through. milk and you have to walk through everything. And Target's like, I, I'm going to go to Target this. to buy blank. And all of a sudden I walked out of there with eight plastic pumpkins and a pair of socks and yeah. the new Michelle Obama book. It's like, yeah. and oh I came here gosh. for shampoo. I know. Anytime I go to Target... <laughs> I like brag about like how little money money I spent, <laughs> and my husband's like, "Wow, you you spent only forty dollars this time. Good for you. <laughs> I sent you for milk." Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. We we got home from a mini three day trip to the beach yesterday, and we had like eighty six packages from Amazon on our porch. I was oh my like, gosh! Oh, it wasn't that many, but it felt like that. <laughs> my kids were like, "What's for us?" And we we're like, "Nothing." Um, <laughs> Sorry, this is all laundry detergent. <laughs> I have um. I'm going to, I have three different magazines in my, okay. um, I have, um, a Harvard business review, mm -hmm. which is like the densest of dense reads. And I went to the beach with Andrew, who's our, uh, chief strategy officer and, um, <laughs> Harvard business review is what he was reading on the beach. And I was like, 
you're the only person I know other than me who would read Harvard Business Review on a beach <laughs> vacation. Um, I have uh, Entrepreneur Magazine because I, you know, it's a little breezier than Harvard Business Review, and I have Southern Living. Wow! Um, yeah, oh, you know, interesting. A little, a little character twist there. Yeah, um, I would have expected like Ink. Well, I have that too, company. but it, it, right. <laughs> oh, but you chose to talk. I have about like seven magazines in my bag. I love Southern magazines. Living. Yeah. Um, articles. Um, but yeah, Southern Living because um, I live in the South and yeah. <laughs> Good old Southern living. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> um, great. Well, um, this has been fun, guys. Till next yeah. time. Um, we'll be back next week, and we'll have our first guest. And uh, if you have ideas for the pod, any feedback, hit us up. Again, podcast at summitcoffee.com. And until next time. Toodles. Bye. Find your summit. <laughs> Find your summit. <laughs> do do <Doo-doo-doo. laughs>